Welcome to the ACS Memory Palace. I'm Saad Malik. Many thanks to Nate DeMeo for his inspiration. In 1932, Charles Lindbergh and his wife Anne Moreau, after months of worry, finally received news of their kidnapped child. Their 20-month-old's body was found, his skull had a hole in it, and his bones had endured several other fractures. Some of the child's body parts had even been chewed off. Animals, it appeared, had gotten to the body first. At 25, Charles Lindbergh gained worldwide fame by making the first non-stop solo transatlantic flight in 1927. After 33.5 hours in the air, he was greeted by the screams and shouts of over 100,000 people. And even after his feet, he was greeted with large, enthusiastic crowds wherever he went, showering him with all kinds of questions. Four years before, Richard Hoffman illegally entered the United States after being convicted of multiple crimes in Germany. Born in the state of the German Empire, Richard Hoffman led a rough life right from the beginning. Although the family was already extremely poor, the loss of their father in 1917 and the loss of their eldest son in that same year during World War I threw the family in a loop of poverty. Shortly after finding out his brother Max died as well, Hoffman was assigned to the military. Years after Charles Lindbergh's transatlantic flight, Lindbergh traveled to Mexico. On his final night walking up to a bar nearing the end of the yearly parade, he met his future wife Anne Moreau. After their marriage in 1929, the couple enjoyed the privacy that flying afforded them and chartered routes for commercial air travel. Wanting to lead lives away from the spotlight, in 1930, the couple found themselves in front of an estate in New Jersey where they would birth a child, Charles Augustus Jr., who would bring them great happiness. What the couple did not know was moving into that house would lead them to suffer their greatest loss. One year after, Lindbergh and his wife moved to New Jersey. Hoffman and his wife were expecting a baby and were in dire need of money after suffering many losses to the economic depression. That one night, the same night where Augustus had gone missing, Hopman made a decision. He knew he needed to help his family, so he took a baby from a wealthy family, wealthy in the depression. A family he had heard moved into one of the nicer neighborhoods in New Jersey, and he left a note asking for $50,000. In 1932, Lindbergh and his wife hired a maid and had left the house to enjoy a night out together. Like that one blissful night in Mexico, where they shared drinks and laughed. What they didn't know was that the moment they stepped out the door, that moment they thought it was okay to spend some time alone, they would regret the decision for the rest of their lives. When they returned home, they saw the maid on the floor, breathing but not really sure what was going to happen to her or what had happened to Augustus. When he heard the muddle of emotions and thoughts from the maid, Lindbergh rushed to Augustus's crib only to see a note that asked for a $50,000 ransom for his son back. No hesitation was needed from Lindbergh nor his wife to know whether they would pay the ransom or not. Hopman ran into the woods. In the rush of it all, he had ruined everything. What was supposed to be a simple ransom turned to something much worse. The baby's mangled body rested in his arms as he ran into the forest, trying to find anywhere, anything to keep the baby hidden until he got his money. Although it wasn't surprising, after paying the ransom, they didn't get their son back. They were losing hope. 
The state of limbo whether or not to mourn or hope for the retrieval of their son was laid to rest when their 20-month-old's body was found in the forest near their house by the FBI. The FBI traced the ransom money back to a German man who looked to be in his 30s, spending some of the ransom money at a local jewelry store. He was to be followed for a few days before they could act. Hopman knew he was being watched. Every day he woke up paranoid after what he had done. Turning a corner on the street or walking to a new aisle in a grocery store, it always felt like there were eyes watching him, ears listening to his every move, mouths whispering, I know what you did. Five days after he had hidden the corpse, he realized that a police cruiser had been following him for a few hours, and in an attempt to escape, he sped off in his car but was cut off and caught. To compound Lindbergh's grief, the ensuing trial of his son's killer became a media frenzy. Hotman was convicted and later executed in 1936. To escape the constant media attention, the couple moved to Europe, living in England and then France. Lindbergh continued in his career of the aviations, working with multiple countries along with his wife until his death in 1974. She followed him a little over 26 years later in 2001. Following the historic Lindbergh kidnapping, the United States Congress passed the Federal Kidnapping Statute, known as the Federal Kidnapping Act, 18 U.S.C. 1201, otherwise known as the Lindbergh Act, which was intended to let federal authorities step in and pursue kidnappers once they had crossed state lines with their victim. The act became law in 1932.